This CosmicReality.com presentation is sponsored by MysticalWares.com. Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw. I'm known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, thewebalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com. Also on YouTube and Facebook, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, and on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. Today is the 13th of April, 2022. And boy, have I got a story today. The title of today's show is Watch the Water, COVID-19 Name Explained. So um, the, the whole topic of today's show is going to be related to the Stu Peters show, Watch the Water. And this has been hyped up since last week relating to an interview that was going to be done with Dr. Brian Ardis. And I watched this whole show um, last night and took copious notes, which I'm going to share with you today. Um, but I also today discovered that Mike Adams, um, the health ranger on uh, Brighton, had also done interviews with Dr. Brian Ardis. And to be perfectly honest, his interviews, I think, are going to be much better than the one that Stu Peters did. Now, um, he's done a three-part interview with Dr. Brian Ardis. I've only so far had time to watch part one. But the point about the difference between Mike Adams and Stu Peters is Mike Adams is a scientist and he is actually asking some very interesting questions and also he's putting some clarification together about the implications of what Dr. Ardis is saying and that's what makes it much more easy to really understand the ins and outs of this report. So Obviously, most of my notes are from the Stu Peters show, um, but I'm also adding in some extra things that were in the Mike Adams interview, part one, and really to back up the claims that Dr. Ardis is making. And I'd also add that I'm really interested in science. I always have been, especially biology. So... I found it really interesting, the whole of the material that was being shared and also the different studies that back up all his theories about COVID-19. So, and I'm, I'm referring to, I've got six pages of notes, double-sided pages of notes here, which I'm going to be referring to throughout. So you will hear quite a bit of paper rustling during this show so I hope you won't mind having to deal with that. 
Incidentally, at the beginning of the Mike Adams interview, Dr. Ardis actually says that Mike Adams was the first person he spoke to about his findings because he trusted Mike Adams. And also, I suspect, because um, Mike Adams does have a scientific background. And I want to start with the story he told before he got into all the technical details. And um, it started with a text message. Now, this is related to a message he received from a doctor who he doesn't name. And it was in response to Dr. Ardis's um, commentary about monoclonal antibodies and basically saying he didn't trust them because as, as a treatment for COVID-19 because there hadn't been, you know, sufficient testing or um, proof of lack of side effects from this treatment. Now, the text message that he got from this doctor, and this was, he received the text message on the 1st of December 2021, but he didn't actually see it until the 18th of December. And in the meantime, he'd actually been to a speaking event and heard the speaker speaking, the, sorry, heard the doctor speaking. And um, the doctor didn't want Dr. Ardis to talk about monoclonal antibodies and his opposition to them. And it was creating conflict for him, for Dr. Ardis. And the text message said, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get anti-venom? And the story was that anti-venom is actually either monoclonal or polyclonal antibodies. So in other words, would you trust monoclonal antibodies to treat a snake bite? And that was what started him on the journey of discovery to look into snake venom and this is what was this story today is the result of all the research that he has done so monoclonal antibodies equal anti-venom so the question is is covid a snake venom if monoclonal antibodies are effective in treating covid19 so he started by fact-checking the possibility of COVID coming from snakes. And at the time, the focus was very much on bats. But a, an expert said that bats hibernate in winter. So it's unlikely that they cause the outbreak, given that the first case of COVID in China was in October 2019, and therefore during the winter when the bats would be hibernating. And incidentally, snakes were sold in the wet market in Wuhan. And they even there is even a reference to snake pneumonia. And I'm going to cover, you know, more about this later. Um, so the genetic sequences that were done in China from antibodies of sick people in China, they found the genetic sequence was from two snakes, the Chinese crate and the king cobra. And a study in France 
April 2020, um, identified receptors in the brain called nicotinic acetylcholinesterase are most tightly bound to COVID to snake venom in the crate and king cobra. And the COVID-19 spike protein is most like the Chinese crate and king cobra venom. May 2020, a doctor at the University of Pittsburgh um, did a genetic sequencing of spike proteins. His name was Bing Lui. He was shot and killed at age 37. This was following a five-month study of the spike proteins. He was about to publish his findings and his work has never been published. Remdesivir, which as we know actually kills people, the emergency use authorization for the treatment of COVID was January 2021. There's a 42-page document saying that only one drug can't be administered with remdesivir because it negates the antiviral properties of remdesivir, and that is hydroxychloroquine. In January 2020, a study published over a 10-year period was gene mapping venoms and proteins and peptides inside King Cobra venom. In January 2020, they published their findings. There were 19 toxic venom proteins that target orders, organs in the body. The research was funded by Genentech, a subsidiary of Roche, which is a major pharmaceutical company. Employees of Genentech are the authors of the study and have a conflict of interest because they hold stocks and shares in Roche. Is there a connection to Genentech and Gilead? who manufacture remdesivir. And this is a science.org report on remdesivir, which is now approved for use in infants through to 18-year-olds. One thing I do want to point out is that when these um, studies have been uh, mentioned in this interview, I have been going to look at those studies just to validate this because as I said before I like to validate what I'm being told to see if it all hangs together. So this science.org report um, it was from 28th of October 2020 the very very bad look of remdesivir the first FDA approved COVID-19 drug the Food and Drug Administration held no advisory meeting on antiviral and the European Union signed contract without knowing a failed trial. I'm only going to read a very small portion of this. October was a good month for Gilead Sciences, the giant manufacturer of antivirals headquartered in Foster City, California. On 8th of October, the company inked an agreement to supply the European Union with its drug remdesivir as a treatment for COVID-19, a deal potentially worth more than $1 billion. Two weeks later, on 22nd of October, the US Food and Drug Administration, FDA, approved remdesivir for use against the pandemic coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 
in the United States, the first drug to receive that status. The EU and EU US decisions paved the way for Gilead's drug into two major markets, both with soaring COVID-19 cases. But both decisions baffled scientists who have closely watched the clinical trials of remdesivir unfold over the past six months and who have many questions about remdesivir's worth. At best, one large, well-designed study found remdesivir modestly reduced the time to recover from COVID-19 in hospitalised patients with severe illness. A few smaller studies found no impact on, of treatment on the disease whatsoever. Then on 15th of October, in this month's decidedly unfavourable news for Gilead, the fourth and largest control study delivered what some believe was a coup de grace. The World Health Organization's solidarity trial showed that remdesivir does not reduce mortality all the time COVID-19 patients take to recover. I will be sharing these links in the description of the um, the archive and also the podcast channel. So Gilead bought two facilities that deal with biological studies from Genentech in 2011 and brought 55 of their executives into Gilead in 2011 when the King Cobra study started. So they've been studying King Cobra venom. It's been known since 2005 that hydroxychloroquine blocks the nicotine receptors in the brainstem from being injured by cobra and viper venom. Remdesivir lyophilized powder, which is basically dehydrated powder, is the same color as snake venom when it is stored. It's a whitish and or yellowish color. And remdesivir is put into sodium chloride or distilled water, the powder that is, to be administered by IV. Now, I'll be covering a little later the effects of cobra venom and other snake venom on um, people who have been poisoned by it. The crate bite causes respiratory failure. If people buy king cobra venom, the as lyophilized powder, which is this freeze-dried powder, they mix it in the same way for injection into horses to make monoclonal antibodies. The, ex the emergency use authorization for remdesivir from January 2021 states that every practitioner who administers it to a COVID patient, pediatric or not, you have to evaluate for prothrombin time, and that is the time it takes for blood to clot. If it extends the prothrombin time, it is making the time taken for blood to coagulate longer. It thins your blood so it can't clot. You will bleed to death internally. Every patient has to have prothrombin time checked before remdesivir is given and during treatment. Um, King cobra venom makes blood be unable to clot. And interestingly, um, it's widely known that D-dimer tests are what they use to find tiny blood clots. And this has been identified as a side effect of the COVID vaccine. 
Dr Ardis then cites a BBC article, and this is from the 13th of September 2015, The Amazing Science Behind Fatal Snake Bites. And the quote from that is, it can trigger lots of tiny blood clots, and then when the venom punches holes in blood vessels, causing them to leak, there's nothing left to stem the flow, and the patient bleeds to death. King Cobra and Crate are both from the Elapidae family and the venom is hemotoxic and neurotoxic. One of the side effects of remdesivir is an increase in the prothrombin time. On the CDC and NIH websites, it's quoted as being a side effect. This is exactly what King Cobra venom does to the human body. Remdesivir is lyophilized peptides and proteins of King Cobra venom. The University of Arizona published last summer a paper that evaluated the blood samples and tissues of people who died after being treated with remdesivir. The title of the article is Like Venom Coursing Through the Body, Researchers Identify the Mechanism driving COVID-19 mortality. Researchers have identified what may be the key molecular mechanism responsible for COVID-19 mortality, an enzyme related to the toxins found in rattlesnake venom. This was from August 24, 2021. And again, I have the link to that article. High levels of the enzyme result in multiple organ failure and death. Researchers from the University of Arizona, in collaboration with Stony Brook University and Wake Forest School of Medicine, analysed blood samples from two COVID-19 patient cohorts and found that circulation of the enzyme secreted phospholipase A2 group 2A or SPLA2 2A may be the most important factor in predicting which patients with severe COVID-19 eventually succumb to the virus. The SPLA2-2A enzyme, which has similarities to an active enzyme in rattlesnake venom, is found in low concentrations in healthy individuals and has long been known to play a critical role in defence against bacterial infections, destroying microbial cell membranes. When the activated enzyme circulates at high levels, it has the capacity to shred the membranes of vital organs, said Floyd Chilton, senior author on the paper and director of the University of Arizona Precision Nutrition and Wellness Initiative. The article goes on, it's a bell-shaped curve of disease resistance versus host tolerance, said Chilton, a member of the university's Bio5 Institute. In other words, this enzyme is trying to kill the virus, but at a certain point, it is released in such high amounts that things head in a really bad direction, destroying the patient's cell membranes and thereby contributing to multiple organ failure and death. And it goes on, many patients who died from COVID-19 had some of the highest levels of this enzyme that have ever been reported, said Chilton, who had been studying the enzyme for over three years. Previous research has shown how the enzyme destroys microbial cell membranes 
in bacterial infections as well as its similar genetic ancestry with a key enzyme found in snake venom. The protein shares a high sequence homology to the active enzyme in rattlesnake venom and like venom coursing through the body it has the capacity to bind to receptors at neuromuscular junctions and potentially disable the function of these muscles, Chilton said. Roughly a third of people develop long COVID and many of them were active individuals who now can't walk a hundred yards, Chilton said. The question we are investigating now is, if this enzyme is still relatively high and active, could it be responsible for part of the long COVID outcomes that we're seeing? Now, Dr. Ardis in the interview says that this effect was seen after five to ten days on remdesivir, but that factor isn't actually mentioned in the study, although these patients were obviously under treatment in the hospitals. The king cobra venom, when injected into mice, causes a cytokine storm in the lungs which can kill tissue and damage organs. Dr. Ardis is convinced that COVID-19 is not a respiratory virus of any kind. It is venom poisoning and they are using, he believes, synthesized peptides and proteins from the venom of snakes and they are administering them and targeting them to certain people. The 19 toxic venom proteins in King Cobra venom are specifically sequenced to target certain organs like the pancreas in the diabetic, the heart in a heart disease patient, the liver in a hepatitis patient, and they will record the death as existing morbidity. This is the most original of all bioweapons ever, he said. Snake venom. This is the most evil thing he has encountered in his entire life. The symbol of evil in Christianity is the serpent. There is nothing more evil than envenomating the entire world with snake venom, injecting snake venom into your veins and then using mRNA technology that they've been isolated from snake venom for years that they know are unusually stable, more stable than any mRNA they've isolated from other organisms for decades. In 2015, they took mRNA from cobra venom crate venom and wrapped the mRNA in nanoparticle hydrogel. Then they added dyna beads to surround the mRNA of snake venom to make it even more stable and to get it inside the cell. Dyna beads are magnetic nanoparticles. That's why people could stick a magnet to their arm where they had the injection. And that was my comment, but in the interview he actually shows a clip of you know, the people who were sticking uh, magnets onto the arm at the site of the injection. And he references Operation Mockingbird and shows clips from a, a series called The Blacklist from 2016, season four, episode 13. And it relates to a, a guy who seems to have been poisoned and he's looking for an antidote. The drops he drank contained peptides from crate venom. Now, I haven't actually looked for that series, and I'm not going to any, go any more into that, but if you want to look for it, that is the reference. 
The other thing that he's talking about is that the CDC wastewater surveillance is referenced in the COVID-19 tracker on the CDC website. It appears under additional COVID data topics and under the title wastewater surveillance, it says monitor the presence of SARS-CoV-2 RNA and the rise and fall of SARS-CoV-2 RNA levels in your county and across the US. And it says communities can track the presence of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, in wastewater samples. These data can provide an early warning of COVID-19 spread in communities. Um, For more information, visit the Wastewater Surveillance System page. Now, there are 400 water testing sites across 37 cities. And Dr. Ardis is saying there was no data provided between January 2020 and September 2020. The data being released only starts in September 2020. And Walensky, the head of the CDC, just announced that they are upping their water testing and their PCR testing our wastewater because they can tell when there are high levels of COVID in the water. They can tell that community that within four or five days that there'll be an outbreak of COVID in that city. And he's saying that that's backwards because if there are signs of COVID in the water, it would be from um, people excreting COVID-19 in their urine and feces, which is how they can pick that up in the water. So they've already been infected. So why would they be saying that the presence of that is going to indicate the spread and the incidence of new COVID cases? Doesn't make scientific sense. Um, He also references the loss of taste and smell. Anyone who has sucked poison from a snake bite will lose their taste and smell for months. And he says, this is why it says watch the water. They are using water systems so they can target specific demographics. They are absolutely confident that the peptides they have chosen for COVID circulated throughout the earth and populace and the vaxes and the mRNA specifically target organs like the spleen, pancreas, brain, liver, lung tissue, heart tissue and brain tissue. If you already have a disease relating to those organs, those are the people they are targeting. Now, in this interview, it's not very clear about how this, um, how the water is responsible for the transmission of COVID. And I'm hoping that when I watch the the next two parts of the interview on the Health Ranger Brightian channel that that will go into more detail to explain it because Mike Adams is very good at drawing out more detail which Stu Peters didn't do any of that at all so we'll have to see what um, what he has to say about that and I will watch those two and report on that on the Saturday show coming. He went on to say the CDC is in on it and working with contractors to do it and I don't quite understand that other than saying that this COVID is being spread through the water and one of the things that Stu Peters said 
on a very brief introduction prior to this um, documentary being released was warning people against drinking water, particularly tap water, implying that that was how this was being spread. And if it's if it's snake venom, cobra and crepe venom, that is responsible for what appears what have been claimed to be a respiratory virus, COVID nineteen, then somehow they must be getting that into the water supply. And this is where some people have questioned this. How on earth can they have enough venom to introduce into the water supply to cause these catastrophic um, consequences? And that's why I want to refer to the Mike Adams interview to see if we can get more clarity on that. There are nicotine receptors in the brainstem that control your diaphragm. They are using crate and cobra venom and calling it COVID-19. You are drinking it and it is getting into your brainstem and paralyzing your diaphragm's ability to breathe. At the start of COVID-19, the least hospitalised were smokers, less than 5%. They expected smokers to be more affected by a respiratory virus. The CDC and Fauci encouraged quitting smoking. They lied, saying that smokers were being hospitalised more than any other demographic. The nicotine receptors that are affected by the venom causing low oxygen levels and the inability to breathe due to paralysis, not pneumonia. When someone smokes, the nicotine binds to the receptors so the snake venom can't. The spike proteins, similar to those in snake venom, were targeting the nicotine receptors. Studies were suggesting we should give people nicotine to protect against covid once you go into hospital because you can't breathe, they put you on remdesivir and a ventilator. And remdesivir attaches to the nicotine receptors in the brain. At the same time, it destroys the lungs with a cytokine storm, which is what cobra venom does. They sedate you to put you on the ventilator and can then euthanize you by giving you drugs similar to the venom. They use morphine, morphine, fentanyl, presidix and other drugs I, which I couldn't spell, which also act on areas of the brain that control breathing. The average person dies on day nine. They only authorise two five-day treatments of remdesivir. Isn't that an interesting coincidence? Because they know the patient will die on day nine. In February 2020, there was a Wall Street Journal article saying virus is the Latin term for poison or venom. The Mike Adams interview actually gives more detail on this than it did, than Dr. Ardis did in Stu Peter's um, report or documentary, as he calls it. Um, it was an article by Ben Zimmerman, and he said the naming of this pandemic is significant the CDC, FDA, World Health Organization and United Nations are trying to come up with a name for this pandemic and why it will be significant. The word virus is significant. Historic Latin definition for virus is venom. The corona means crown. So does it mean, does it refer to the king's venom? Cove equals cobra venom. And 
the significance of 19, he says, is not related to the year of the outbreak of COVID-19. It refers to the 19 different toxins discovered in the snake venom. And he basically goes on to say that we're actually in a spiritual war. Um, there's more faith in science and drugs and the vaccine than there is in God. Even the Pope is satanic. It's an evil agenda. Insert snake or serpent genetics into humanity and into the human DNA. The mRNA from King Cobra Venom will make you a hybrid of Satan. July 6, 2021, Moderna co-founder was using mRNA to treat venomous snake bites. And this is from globalnews.ca. Derek Rossi is the co-founder and he became an advisor for Ophirex. And in this article, it says, in one interview, he mentioned offhand that mRNA could have more uses than vaccines, such as for antisera used to treat venomous snake bites. That comment caught the attention of scientists in the snake bite community and eventually led him to become an advisor for a company called Ophirex, which is working on a pill that could help save people's lives immediately after a snake bite. Interestingly, the Department of Defence, the Wellcome Trust Fund and the World Health Organization finance Ofirex. Um, Dr. Ellis actually said the UN, but the logo is definitely the World Health Organization. And it's interestingly registered in Delaware. I wonder if Joe Biden is familiar with it. <laughs> Dr. Hoff. Um, Canada determined that patients who had received RNA vaccines had elevated D-dimer levels or complained of fatigue and typical long COVID symptoms. From Medscape.com, what are doctors trained to look for when they see elevated D-dimers? And I mentioned these before. They're um, identifying these very small clots that aren't visible on um, scans and so on. Um, one factor is snake venom poisoning. Kidney failure caused by remdesivir is the number one organ targeted by king cobra venom. There isn't anything in relation to symptomatology of COVID-19 or injuries related to COVID-19 vaccines treatment with remdesivir that cannot be correlated back in research studies to venom from cobras, crates and other vipers. Long-term effects. Gene sequences and peptides of snake venom are put inside you. It continues one bite after another, i.e. one shot or booster after another. Disease processes become even more exaggerated. That's why they want to continue the booster shot program. As I said before, he goes on to say COVID-19 relates to the 19 toxic venom proteins, not the year 2019. And that actually came from Mike Adams. mRNA is instructing the body to make snake venom because it is a protein. It is turning your body into a snake venom manufacturing machine. It explains all the symptoms and the shedding. What if they're shedding snake venom through the pores of their skin? 
the ultimate satanic demonic version of the human being created in the image of God, the serpentine transhumanism, which is Satan working through Fauci, pharmaceutical companies, through the vaccines, corporate media, big tech, to implant human beings with the genetic engine to manufacture serpent poison within your own body and then to shed it onto others around you. It was never a normal virus. This was engineered based on snake venom peptides. So your body was turned into a snake venom manufacturing plant. And because of the DNA alterations and because of the gene transfer back into the cell nuclei, you are no longer fully human. You are part reptile. And incidentally, there has been a study, I think it was in Sweden proving that the mRNA in the vaccine does actually alter your DNA despite the claims that it didn't. The most potent and dark symbolic infestation of humanity, the seed of Satan, and he refers to douglashamp.com and something that he wrote in 2012 how the mark of the beast will rewrite the human genome, corrupting the image of God. So that was the end of the um, Stu Peters version. Uh, so I've got some notes here that came from the Health Ranger version. Some of what I'm going to go through may be some duplication of what I've already covered on the Stu Peters show. But one thing that Mike Adams does, as I've already said, is he asks some really good searching questions of Dr. Ardis because he actually understands the science and it helps us to understand what the implications are of what Dr. Ardis is saying. So I'm going to pick up on what was said at the beginning about monoclonal antibodies. The CDC, the NIH and the FDA, etc., did not recommend the use of monoclonal antibodies to treat COVID and have now banned their use as an early treatment for COVID-19. Are they working, that is the monoclonal antibodies, to treat COVID-19 because there may be a venom element to COVID-19? And COVID-19 has the closest similarity to crate and king cobra venom. Codon sequences are like a fingerprint, and this is part of the analysis that has been done of the COVID antibodies compared with the crate and king cobra proteins and so on. All the symptoms of COVID, the use of remdesivir and the vaccine are the effects of snake venom poisoning. The vaccine instructs the body to manufacture snake venom proteins and peptides. That's why monoclonal antibodies work against COVID-19. Phospholipase enzymes are the indicators that you have COVID-19. SPLA2 is the first discovered group of PLA2, that's phospholipase enzymes, which was discovered as a component of cobra venom. It causes cell ruptures in the lungs, acute respiratory distress syndrome. The FDA, CDC, NIH and World Health Organization said you can't suggest nutritional supplements for COVID-19 
as an early treatment because they know it works against snake venom. Men are more likely to face more complications and death from COVID-19. The vitamin C content in plasma is lower in males than females. In other words, he's saying that vitamin C, which is one of the natural preventatives or therapeutics, is very effective against this snake venom. For 20 plus years, they've been using PCR tests to sequence the genes of all snake venom research. That's why they're using PCR tests for COVID-19. It's the oldest biological weapon in history, and he's referring to venom. For example, poison frog darts. They've used venom as weapons for years. And this is what um, Mike Adams says, the ultimate bioweapon can be blamed on animals. They took it from animals, augmented it with gain-of-function research and released it into the world so this is the link now between and this is something I was wondering about well hang on you know what's the link with um, the gain of function research and he's just explained that they released it to make it more spreadable and obviously more lethal everything you've been told and have threatened doctors against using um, is effective in inhibiting snake venom peptides and proteins and it's been known for 30 or 40 years the blood clotting effect of snake venom can be blocked with nic n acetyl l cysteine known for years which is why it's being pulled off the market and i think amazon took it off their site i've managed to get some from a different site um, tissue samples from hospitalised patients, and this is back to the Arizona study, were all being treated with remdesivir. It's coordinated mass murder using remdesivir, and doctors probably have no clue, said Mike Adams. It's basically freeze-dried cobra venom. It's elevated the le levels of the constituents of snake venom. Everything you've been told about COVID-19 lies. Long COVID, and Mike Adams said it's a cover story for the continuing presence of snake venom enzymes in the body. And he said it's like calling it Covenom 19. In nature.com, um, this is a report published on the 6th of January 2020. The title is The Indian Cobra Reference Genome and Transcriptome enables comprehensive identification of venom toxins. The extract that um, Dr. Ardis highlighted says, it is likely that these genes, together with the 19 VSTs, which is venom-specific toxins, form the core toxic effector components of the venom and induce a wide range of symptoms, including cardiovascular dysfunction, muscular paralysis, nausea, blurred vision and systemic effects such as hemorrhage and neurotoxicity. Now this is a really long article but towards the bottom or way down it says overall we found evidence for expression of 12,346 genes that constitute the venom ohm 
and this included 139 toxin genes, of which 19 were designated as VSTs, which is venom-specific toxins, based on their venom gland-specific expression. It then goes on to talk about all these different factors and genes, which are far too complicated for me to pronounce. But then it says it is likely that these genes, together with the 19 VSTs, the venom-specific toxins, form the core toxic effector components of the venom and, and induce a wide range of symptoms, including cardiovascular dysfunction, muscular paralysis, nausea, blurred vision and systemic effects such as hemorrhage. We propose that neutralization of these core venom effectors using antibodies would be an effective therapeutic strategy. And then there's an image below that showing uh, a diagram of the um, venom cocktail, all the components of it, and then it actually shows the um, impact of the venom on the human body. Systemic hemorrhage, neurological symptoms, dizziness, headaches, neuromuscular paralysis, purine or purine receptor-mediated hypertension and paralysis, respiratory difficulties, blood coagulation, anticoagulation, local tissue damage, muscle tissue damage, rapid pulse, sudden shock, low blood pressure, ECM degradation, vasodilation and other uncharacterized um, effects. Dr. Ardis goes on to say that this explains why athletes are collapsing and dying. Kidney injury is among the common and most serious symptoms of cobra and venoming, which is exactly what remdesivir patients are dying from. We've never seen incidents of kidney failure from a respiratory virus, he said. Nature Medicine Report, July 10th, 2020. COVID-19 is most well known for causing substantial respiratory pathology. It can also result in several extrapulmonary manifestations, i.e. things that affect thing, you know, organs other than the lungs. These conditions include thrombotic complications, myocardial dysfunction and arrhythmia, acute coronary syndromes, acute kidney injury, gastrointestinal symptoms, hepatocellular injury, which is liver toxicity, hyperglycemia, high blood glucose, and ketosis, neurologic illnesses, ocular symptoms, and dermatologic complications. America has been using remdesivir. China didn't. There are fewer incidents of acute kidney injury in China than there are in America. And it was diagnosed within 24 hours in America in a third of patients, whereas it was only diagnosed after about four or five days in China if it occurred. And that's due to the remdesivir treatment. July 2020, Gilead were awarded the only contract to supply remdesivir. The side effects of remdesivir are being blamed on COVID. And I added, as are the side effects of the vaccine. They are. They're saying, oh, no, it can't be the vaccine. It's, it's the same symptoms as you get with COVID-19. 
Genentech have seven patented anti-cancer drugs, all derived from snake venom. Some snake venoms cause blood clotting, others prevent it. Some snake venoms increase tumour growth, others reduce it or shut it off. Most cancer treatments are manipulating your body with snake venom. And he was saying the plot thickens, it gets worse. February 2015, just like SARS-CoV-2, is it a coincidence? Also February 2015, cobra venom caused severe changes in pulmonary tissues in mice. And I actually recorded the clip from the Mike Adams interview that talks about this. And I'm just going to play that for you now. It's only short. Do you know... Every patient who dies from SARS-CoV-2 supposedly in hospitals and gets room desperate, they, they die from edema in their lungs. That's right. Which is a side effect of crude cobra venom. The organism of envenomated group also showed alveolar hemorrhage and myonecrosis muscle death after six hours of envenomation with this dose of cobra venom. So, wait a second. So what it was also saying is that the presence of this venom drives sodium and water into the cells, causing edema but also causing cell toxicity. It does this by modifying the permeability of the cell membranes. And yet, in the, in the hospitals, all these patients are being given a saline solution drip. So they're being given sodium, and then the venom is driving the sodium into the lung cells and rupturing them from the inside. It's causing the hemorrhage. So actually, it's almost like a binary weapon. You're being given rendesivir and sodium solution. Absolutely. Whoa. And this is why you see that crystallization inside the x-rays of right. the lungs of COVID-19 treated patients, not COVID-19 patients, COVID-treated patients. So, in other words, they're compounding the effects of remdesivir with the saline solution that is creating the edema. Now, there's a lot of terms I'm not that familiar with here, but, you know, this is the what they're basically saying is happening with the COVID uh, patients being treated with remdesivir. And then the last thing from this that they pointed out, and I think this was Mike Adams again, about the caduceus, which is the symbol of the medical profession. It is two snakes wrapped around a staff. And it was two snakes that were found to have the same genetic sequence as the antibodies from sick people in China, the crate and the king cobra. Now, Cliff High has published a rebuttal of this claim by Dr. Ardis that the you know the cause of all of this is is snake venom and I'm going to read that to you it's not that long uh it's titled watch the water someone may be pissing in it upstream of you and this was published uh yesterday the watch the water documentary is being passed around the net like a blunt at a rastafarian dinner party blunts are good this documentary is not good in my opinion the principal player in this documentary is a dr byron ardis who is a chiropractor and acupuncturist this is a problem as the doctor is touted as a medical doctor and practitioner yet is not so there is a presumed layer of credentialism on this presentation from the start. The interview does not examine the education, not schooling, that artists undertook to be able to make these conclusions. There is no real background on any of the science behind any of the conclusions provided. Now, I disagree strongly with this because there are so many um, studies cited 
by Dr. Ardis. And he doesn't claim to be a medical doctor. He makes it quite clear that he is a chiropractor, naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist. So um, I'm rebutting his rebuttal. <laughs> Propaganda was my first impression of this video, the article continues. The soundtrack and the production values reinforce that idea. This movie was not made to simply present facts or an opinion. It was made to sell an opinion. To what end? Why do they want to push this view? There is no science provided, just pointers to presume social engineering and plays for emotionalism based on the viewer's perspective on current events. In this, it would seem that this effort has been to target a specific demographic of people. Thus, the tentative conclusion is that the producers of this video are working an agenda. Yes, remdesivir is a shit drug with a tainted history and not good results. Yes, the hospital protocols are killing people. This was known. The video sheds no new light on any of this, but rather uses these as hooks for engagement with the rest of the material presented, which is all about snakes and snake venom. All this material is based on assertions, not evidence, that Ardis makes as claims. He provides no evidence, but rather states his conclusions made with medical jargon, laden descriptions, none of which are backed up, merely asserted as factual. Mushrooms and venom of all kinds are two of the most studied biochemical compounds on the planet, as they are also the most reactive within human biochemistry. So it is natural that one may find either or both medicinal mushrooms or venom employed in almost any given medical procedure. There are quite actually thousands of medical treatments based on venom peptides. As far back as 2000 years ago, the Yellow Emperor's med medicinal compendium from China notes the effectiveness of dried venom from snakes as well as snails and sea creatures for medicinal use. And there's a link to chemistryworld.com from venoms to medicine. Pick almost any medical condition. Research into the approaches by all of medicine practitioners going back in time and you will run into snakes. Yep, sure and certain there is a snake down there somewhere. Ardis doesn't bring any of this up. Maybe it is because as a chiropractor he is basically ignorant of medicinal history. Or maybe he wanted to present this information as though it was all targeted to COVID. Maybe his goal is to push the idea that all the snake stuff was just for COVID. Maybe he and the video want to use your lack of knowledge about how widespread venom is within biochemical processes for developing medicines in order to slant the information to present a specific agenda. Maybe. Maybe it is all clickbait at some level. Maybe the whole agenda behind the video is to warp the understanding of a particular sub segment of the population in order to further the policy agenda evident in COVID. The deep state does this, you know. They deliberately pollute the information stream of the opposition in order to come back later to harvest confusion and sow doubt. It is a tactic in information wars. It would be interesting to view a body language breakdown of this video. There is disharmony being expressed between the words and the face stroke gestures. This disharmony further degrades confidence in the presentation. 
In my opinion, this video is so much a propaganda piece that it begs the question of who is trying to sell what to whom and for what tactical reason. One last point. Venom is highly reactive. This basically means that there are parts of all enzymes that will want to bond with elements, usually oxygen, but also chlorine and others, that will reduce its electrical potential. That is to say, make it more relaxed and, and far less reactive. Thus, the idea of dumping any venom, snake or other critter into a water system is silly. Venom would encounter vast amounts of oxygen, chlorine and all the other chemicals currently polluting the planet. It would be very, very unlikely that the venom would survive in a reactive state that would be able to injure your body. And if the venom was made into a more water-stable product by that very process, it would no longer be reactive enough to cause harm. I'm just going to read a couple of comments on this. This is what led me actually to the Mike Adams interview. The first one says, I have followed Dr. Ardis for quite some time and I feel strongly that you are not giving credit where credit is due. Chiropractors are often smarter than a lot of regular MDs. I would agree with that. In that they know nutrition and how it plays a significant role in the everyday function of the human body. Most MDs, MDs could not tell you squat about the chemical and molecular makeup of the foods that are pushed on us daily. All you have to do is research what he has proposed in this video and see for yourself. It really is not far-fetched as you claim. I would suggest that before you label a doctor a deep state or DS, you research their work, I'm assuming that meant deep state, you research their work and follow them for a while. He is one of the biggest God-loving, God-fearing patriots I have listened to yet. And another one, the Mike Adams discussion is far more substantive, detailed and referenced by multiple studies. Mike is no slouch when it comes to science either and the theory holds together far better without the drama included in the Stu Peters version. I am in touch with multiple leading doctors and they are already validating this. If anything, I think Stu Peters has diminished the credibility of the work of Dr. Ardis through his hype machine. But the work of Dr. Ardis is passing the sniff test by a lot of folks. And I actually agree with that because, as I said at the beginning, it seemed to be that, you know, Stu Peters was was pushing this to try and get the limelight of being the first to release this information. Whereas actually, as I said, um, Dr. Ardis had first talked to Mike Adams about it. So we'll see. Um, I don't, as I said, I don't agree with Cliff's um, analysis of this. There is no actual substantive evidence of this having been perpetrated on humanity. But the tie-ins between the um, symptoms uh, of COVID-19, the re all these deaths from the vaccine, etc., etc., tie in so closely with the effects of this snake venom that it's impossible to ignore. And Mike Adams has a number of other um, videos on this subject. There's a situation update from yesterday, the 12th. There is part two of the three-part series of interviews with Dr. Ardis. There isn't a third part published as yet. 
Um, and then he's got one that says, naysayers who dismiss the snake venom reality of drug development are simply ignorant. So before the next show, I'm going to catch up on these other videos just to see, you know, if there's more to back this up. I'm actually impressed by this analysis. And, you know, I've, I've dug into various information about snake venom and so on. And also these uh, reports that he has dr Ollis has referenced so you know he has backed this up with a lot of science despite what cliff high says so that's all i have time for this week very interesting topic i must say i hope you've enjoyed the show i hope you'll join me for another cosmic creating show on saturday when as i say i will follow up on this topic i'd like to thank nancy for producing uh, incidentally, a reminder, you can find me at the successalchemist.net and the webalchemist.net and empoweredmanifestation.com. And thank you, as always, to Derek Condit and mysticalwares.com for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio and making all this possible. So stay safe, be well, and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw. Updating Current Reality, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at MysticalWares.com for our huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order at mysticalwares.com. <laughs>